guys, welcome back to the Beyond Life podcast. I am Kate Christensen. I am the host of this podcast. I'm so happy you are joining me here today. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> I've been pretty busy recently, pretty caught up in the life stuff, and I just have not made this a priority. And I apologize for that, but I also only want to give you guys authentic and real and quality episodes, and what I was producing that I didn't post was not that. So, (laughs) here's another try, but as always, I like to keep you guys updated with my life and the things of the podcast and the statistics of it all. Today, I'm outside, so if you hear birds, or the wind chimes, or cars, I'm going to try and pause as they go by, or as they're, they have their little moment, but I really do enjoy being outside. I was listening to worship music, reading my Bible, as I was getting ready for this episode, and always being outside just brings me so much peace, because I know all of it is God's work and it's all things I can see him in and it really gives me a lot of hope so that's why I'm out here today um the next thing is I have 178 listens which is actually insane I didn't ever think that this podcast could ever get to that point it was just an out of the wind thing that I feel I feel I felt and I still feel like doing but just the fact that it's touching people and that it matters really encourages me to keep going because it's been it's been rough and that's part of what we're going to talk about today so let's get into the episode so i know i kind of talked about this with the eyes up episode a few of you might not have listened to it if you're new or if you haven't got around to it or you saw that it was 50 plus minutes and you said no way <laughs> I get it um, but the premise of eyes up was in our seasons of the struggle and the darkness and the pain we can keep our eyes on God and it's kind of similar today to today's episode but it's not exactly the same The title I think I'm going to have for today is My Weakness is God's Strength. And we talked about this on church last Sunday at youth group. And it really just struck a chord in my heart because it's just exactly what I've been going through. And I think about with Eyes Up, I was kind of talking about why we can trust God um, to get us out of those seasons. But this episode is more why those seasons are good for us and why they can help our faith because a lot of the times when we're there we just want to get out of it right away but I think we should lean in to those seasons and really find encouragement from God in those seasons because that's <laughs> that's the hardest thing to, to have hope in something that's powerful and good and almighty when nothing in your life is 
that's really tough. I'm very emotional today, so just bear with me because I think it's a great message and I think it can really encourage a lot of people that might be feeling simil similarly to how I'm feeling right now or who might feel that way in the future or have in the past. So the theme verse for today is 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10. And we talked about this at my youth group last Sunday, um, which is about a week ago. And it's 2 Corinthians, so it's a letter from Paul. And the background of this verse is basically Paul is writing a letter to the church. And he's talking about all these visions and revelations that God has given him and not boasting and that God is talking to him and God is, you know, reaching out to him and not boasting because he has his power from God and he has his knowledge from God when other people aren't really receiving that. But one of the visions he specifically mentions in where I'm reading through is talking about his thorn, you know, his thing that makes it him flawed and makes it hard for him to be perfect or is a point where he typically falls or fails and so his thorn is that he's trying not to be arrogant right because he's been given all this knowledge he's been given all this power he's you know ordained by god he's been chosen by god and he's trying not to be arrogant in that because how could you not right I'm chosen, no one else is, I know this, no one else does. How do you not be arrogant in that? So he says he's pleading with God. And God eventually answers him and says, our theme verse, which is, but he answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses. For when I am weak, I sense more deeply in the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated by my weakness, but delighted. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I'm yet made stronger. For my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Sorry, I moved inside. The cars going by were obnoxiously loud and slow and I didn't think I was ever going to get out <laughs> a sentence fully before the wind chimes went off or car drove by so I'm inside now but it was a good little beginning now I know for the future not to do anything outside unless I'm in a bubble but I'm reading from the passion translation today for this verse and just every time I read it it's very emotional, I think, and it's very real. <laughs> Just kind of touching on what I said at the beginning, I want this to be real and authentic, and I think Paul does that. The biggest thing that stands out to me is just the first line. My grace is always more than enough for you. Because a lot of the times when we're in the depths of it, a lot of the times when we're struggling, or even if we're just busy or stressed, or school's a lot, or work's a lot, or family's a lot. There's nothing that we can do that God can't cover. There's nothing that we can do that God's grace can't wash over. It's always more than enough. And the idea that it's more than enough isn't just that it will cover exactly what we need it to. It'll cover more than that. 
which is just, it's very comforting to me. Because when I'm in those seasons of, I can't do this anymore. I can't face this anymore. Just to know that God is there and he's saying, yeah, you can. Because my grace is way greater than that. And it covers all of it. It's more than enough for you. And just to have that idea in my head that I don't need anything else besides God's grace and Jesus' love for me because it's more than enough for me. That's all I need, truly. And another thing Paul says, which is just, it's shocking because he says, so I will celebrate my weakness. And I don't know if it's just our culture of today or American culture, but when we fail, when we don't get that job, when we fail the test, you know, when we have a failing relationship or a failing friendship or we're really hurting and we don't know where to go or who to turn to, that's our weakness. And the culture version is to not let anyone know what's happening and overcome it and only let people see what's best of you. (laughs) But God's saying, you can rejoice in that weakness. You can be happy in that weakness and that failure and that flaw because my grace covers it. (laughs) And that's just, that's insane. That's insane to think that we can be grateful for the things that hurt us. It's insane to think that we can be grateful for the things that we aren't proud of because when we're weak like that is when God gets to truly come in and that's the next part of the verse I will celebrate because God lives more strongly in me when I am weak isn't that amazing that's why I'm saying my weakness is God's strength because God gets to come in when we're weak When we're strong, we want to do it our way. When we're strong, we have our idea of what's right. When we're strong, we don't care what God has to say, right? But when we're weak, all we care about is what God has to say. When we're weak, we're forced to rely on him because we can't do it ourselves. Amen that he is strong in my weakness. Amen that his strength makes up for my failures. And I don't have to do it. Because I can't do it. Because I'm not capable. Because I'm so weak. I need God. And God, of course, will find me where I'm at. He will meet me. And he will make it better. Right? And the pain is deeper than ever before. His love is mightier than ever before. Of course I want to come in when I'm weak. And I can celebrate that weakness because I am weak. He is strong. And I get to rely on him. And I'm not sure if it's just me, but I know it's not just me. Having to rely on God is a really hard thing to do. Because 
It's all about individualism, right? It's all about, I can do this. This is my dream. I'm going to reach my goals. I can achieve whatever I want. This is about me. This is about my mentality, my life. No one else is going to help me with it. It's a huge part of pride, too. It's a huge part of pride. And it is really hard to just sit back and say, I'm weak. I can't do it. But God, I know you can. So I'm going to rely on you. And how hard it actually is to rely on him because we want to have control over our lives. And that's justified because it's our life, right? But at the end of the day, I know I want to live my life for God. I know that he has a purpose for me. I know that he has a plan for me. I know he has great things ahead in my life. And I know that I'm living every day for his glory, for his kingdom, for his purpose, not for my own. But I can't do that if I'm relying on myself. I can only do that if I'm weak and I see that my ways are so flawed, they're going to lead me to failure. My ways are so wrong, they're going to lead me to pain and suffering. My ways are so wrong, they're going to lead me to ways I've never wanted to go down before. To ways when I'm crying in the car on my way home, saying, God, I don't know how I got here, but I desperately, so desperately don't want to be here anymore. I know how I got there now. I heard God, I saw God, I felt God, and I, for real and honestly, turned on my heels and walked away because I thought I had something so much greater. But I don't. And it's humbling. It's humbling to turn on my heel and walk right back up to God and not even walk strongly or proudly but limp and beg for him to come in. It's incredibly humbling, but it's also incredibly empowering and hope-filling because now I know that God's ways are always greater. And now I know that if I rely on God, and I sacrifice that control, he's going to lead me to things that I would never achieve on my own. And he's going to lead me to things that are so much greater than the things that got taken away from me. Because I'm relying on him. Because I am trusting him. Right? God doesn't want us to be stuck the weakness by ourselves Matthew 11 28 to 29 says then Jesus said come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear And the burden I give you is light. I think 
I really like this verse because it's really easy to get caught up in the burdens we have to carry and to just feel all the weight of the world on our shoulders and not ask for help. But sometimes I think God lets me get to a point of such sorrow and just, I don't know how else to describe it, just the epitome of sorrow. He just lets me get to the place of so much just done. I can't handle it anymore. I'm so sad in where I'm at. I am so broken as I am. And I think he lets me get to those places, not because he wants to hurt me. I know it's not because he wants to hurt me. He only wants the best for me, but because he wants me to look at him and say, I want a better life than this. I want to give this burden away. I don't want to carry it anymore. And it forces me to find him. Right? And God never intended me to carry that burden. And it says so in the passage. He wants to give me rest. He wants to give me the light burden of Jesus. He wants to clothe me in his grace and his love, which is more than enough for me. Right? (laughs) He wants to find me here. So I think I get put in these seasons and I think I get through these tests because without them, I would never know God the way I know him today. I would never trust him the way that I do today. I would never love him. I would never want to share him. I would never give up all that I have and all that I dream of if it wasn't for these seasons. And while we're in these seasons, I think it's important to understand I am not waiting for things to change. I'm not waiting for things to get better. I'm not just sitting here in this sorrow waiting for things to get better. I mean, (laughs) I kind of am. And as I say, I'm like, that's actually what I'm doing, but that's not what I want to do. I don't want to just wait here and sit here in this struggle and wait for things to get better. That's not what I want to do. I just don't want to sit here forever waiting and waiting and waiting for something to finally fix itself. I want to praise God in the now. I want to praise God while I'm going through it. I want to find God where I'm at. I want to find God in this weakness because if I find him in this weakness, I will be made strong. I don't want to wait until I die because if I wait and I wait and I wait, when do I stop waiting? Because God isn't gonna, well, I take that back. 
God is going to chase me. God is going to try and find me. But if I close off my heart, if I close off my ears, if I close off my eyes, if I don't go to church, if I don't talk to that friend, if I don't fix the way I'm living, I am basically looking God in the face and saying, I don't want a relationship with you. Right? If I'm sitting here and I'm waiting here, I'm looking God in the face and telling him that what he has for me is not enough, that who he is is not enough, that his grace and his love is not enough, And I'm going to sit in this weakness and throw myself a pity party and live in it. And make my own choices. And do all these things. I'm going to look at my Savior. I'm going to look at the person who sacrificed all the glory and all the power of heaven to become a human. To be ostracized from community. To suffer To have pain, to be hated, to die. Because I want to sit in this. And I think when we see, when we are exposed for the ways we are living. When we are exposed for the ways, you know, we've been going about it. That's not me instantly say oh that's not me she's talking about someone else well I have the humility to say I'm talking about myself right now and maybe yeah I am talking about you maybe God is speaking through me to talk to you and call you out because the instant we are called down we don't want to hear it but God is begging you to hear it right now God wants to meet us where we are at and nothing will ever change that god is always going to be here for us that will never change god's strength is always waiting for us god's love god's grace will always be enough but it's our choice to accept it it's our choice to accept it because sitting here and taking control and barely going to church and not worshiping and not living for Christ and not listening, not choosing him is not accepting the grace. Because it'll always be here, but if we don't actively choose it, what's the point? What's the point? We have to choose God's ways. In that season, in that weakness, in that pity, we have to choose Christ. Because God's always going to be here. Christ is always going to be here. But we get to choose. At the end of the day, God gave us free will. At the end of the day, God doesn't force us in a relationship with him. At the end of the day, it is all up to us. Because God wants to be in relationship with us, but 
Lord help you if you don't want to be in a relationship with him because you never will be. Our faith is our own. So I'm going to choose God in this weakness. So I'm going to choose God in this season when I have no idea what's happening. When I have no idea what the next step is. When I have no idea who I am anymore. I'm going to choose God and I'm going to rely on him because I know his strength will shine through my weakness. And I know his plan will shine through when I have no idea what I'm doing because I'm going to rely on him. Because even though it's humbling to need someone, something else to live a successful and happy life, by God, I'm going to do it. Christ promises me something so great that I can't get on my own. Because I am flawed and I am broken and I am hurting. And even though I don't want to accept the help, I'm going to. Because I don't want to live like this anymore. Because this burden gets heavier every day. Right? This burden gets heavy heavier and heavier every day I don't want to carry it anymore I don't want to carry it anymore this is the next part of the episode and it really doesn't it's sort of connected but it's sort of not but we're just going to go with it one thing I've been really really struggling recently is just Who is God calling me to be right now? Where is God calling me to? What college? What friends? What school? I already said college. (laughs) All these things. God, what devotion are you calling me to? God, what college are you calling me to? God, what friends are you calling me to? Where are you calling me right now? Because... I have no idea. And it's been really hard. And that's part of, you know what I'm saying, I've been, I tried to film a podcast episode, but it wasn't there. And it wasn't true. And it wasn't genuine. Right? And it's because it's hard to put on a facade and talk to you guys about these subjects and these topics when I feel like my faith is struggling. Because who am I to tell you how to have faith, how to live your life, how to trust God when I'm not doing it myself? I don't want to be a fraud. And part of that, that being a fraud is holding me back from jumping in. Because I don't want to be fake. So I've been struggling with this calling. I've been struggling with having faith. But I'm not going to get caught up in the grave anymore. Because Jesus died. He was buried for three days. A lot of the times... We get caught up in the three days, right? This relationship is ending. I'm going to get stuck in this. 
my grade is failing and I don't know what I'm doing in that class and I'm going to get stuck in this. My life is falling apart around me. My job isn't what I wanted it to be. My marriage is struggling. My friendships are struggling. My relationships with my kids are really, really rocky. And we get caught up in the grave. But Jesus didn't rise for you to get stuck in the grave. Jesus didn't trudge through hell. Jesus didn't suffer the way he did for you to get caught up in the three days. He rose. So live like he rose. Amen? Jesus' death wasn't the end, it was the beginning. So when we see these rough patches and we see these struggles and we see these failures as the end, God sees it as the beginning to step in. So when I feel like I have no idea where I'm going, I don't know what God's calling me to, I don't know who I'm supposed to be, that's not the end for me. That's a beginning. Because now I get to look to God for those answers. Because I can't find them myself. Because I'm tr- I've am i been trying to find, my, find these answers for myself for months. And I've gotten nowhere. And I'm just back at the start. But amen that I don't have to go through that process again. And for the rest of my life. Of not of just drifting through. Of just being mediocre. But that I get to say... This is not my end. This is my beginning. And I think I've really been caught up in this call because I want to do what God's calling me to do, but how do I do something if I don't know what I'm doing? Like, I have no idea what it is that it's I'm being called to do, right? And I feel like I have to have all this knowledge. I feel like I have to have all these things I tell you guys on the podcast. And I have to be living that exact way. And I have to know everything about the Bible. And I have to know everything about Jesus and what he says and about who I am, about who he is. But God didn't call me to this. God doesn't call us to this. God's plan for me isn't because I'm qualified isn't because we're qualified isn't because you're qualified for doing what he needs you to do but because he qualifies us God does not call the qualified he qualifies the called so once we say yes He gives us the resources. Once we say yes, he gives us the ability. Once he says we say yes, he gives us the vision and the heart and the strength and the funds. Right? I've kind of been 
distancing myself from God and from my faith and from the podcast because I might be getting caught up a little bit in the praise, right? When I spoke at church and people came up to me and said, wow, you did a really good job. I don't ever want to accept that. Because did I do a good job or did God do a good job through me? It's definitely the second option. Because the words he gave me, the courage, he gave me the strength, he gave me to stand up there in front of the congregation and speak, even while I was shaking, it's nothing I did on my own. And so, kind of connects with, connects with, Jesus, teach me to give you glory when the world tries to give it to me. And a lot of my Instagram <laughs> is flooded with Christian codes, Christian artists, and songs, and verses, and all those kinds of things, which is great. Because I know social media can be a really negative place for people. And I'm glad that I have the niche that I found. Because it's not negative. It's encouraging. But it's also convicting. And it's just, I came across prayers that I was never taught, but I need to pray. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I flip and I flip. I'm like, oh, these are good. And then I saw. Jesus, teach me to give you the glory when the world tries to give it to me. The conviction I felt was astronomical. (laughs) And so when people came up to me after church sermon, when all these people came up to my mom and my mom told me all these things that these people said about how great I did or all the ability or all the potential that I have. It's really hard to hear all that praise and knock it a fat head. But every time I hear those things, I'm going to direct them to God. Right? Because how powerful would it be if someone walked up to me and said, You are a really kind person, and I really see how you care about the world. And your fellow people, and it really is impressive. And instead of saying thank you, I appreciate it, to say thank you, but it's nothing that I'm doing. It's the hope I found in Christ. And the strength I found in him to be able to do these things. Because I'm living like Jesus would have lived. So when you see that kindness, when you see that dedication, when you see that sacrifice... That's not my own self. That's me surrendering all that I am and letting Jesus step in. Because he is perfect and I am not. How much more would that person take away? How much more would that person see the light of Jesus in me, which is the main purpose of my existence? I feel like that was a pretty good episode today. I wanted to touch a lot on the weakness aspect and I still want to keep these relatively short but I just I wanted to end on this note 
because now that you know that you can find that strength that you need if you rely on God, now that you know you can receive all that you need, all that you've been missing, you rely on God. I'm going to leave you with one last thing I saw today that really struck a chord. <laughs> and it's a quote by C.S. Lewis, and it says, my hope is that when I die, hell rejoices that I'm out of the fight. My goal when I die isn't that thousands of people mourn. My goal when I die isn't that people miss me or praise me or post me up on social media. Or write really nice speeches. That's that's not my goal. My goal is to make hell praise the heavens. Because they lost such a warrior for the cause of Jesus Christ. Because earth lost someone who loved Jesus so much. Because earth lost someone who lived for God with everything they were. Because earth lost someone who really was making Jesus a part of every day for other people who was sharing the gospel who was making Jesus who was proclaiming Jesus' name who was sharing the gospel who was loving people who was leading by example who was doing the exact purpose God had for their life that it threatened hell and the power they want to have over the world. So much so that they're happy when I'm gone. I encourage you to live like that this week. It's okay if you don't fit in. It's okay if people don't like you. Because they didn't like Jesus. Because Jesus isn't calling us to fit in. In fact, you should praise if you don't fit in. Because it means you are living for Christ and not for the world. And that is so much greater and so much more fulfilling. Than living in the world. And loving it. Right? So... Go this week and next week and the rest of your lives, even though it gets hard. And you can know that we have these weakness moments and these struggles, and just know that God is there to save you from it, and that God is there to be strong in it and kind of take over in it and rescue you from it. And because of that, because of the hope you can find in Him. You share it with the world. You make a difference. Bye, guys.